Hey there, it's Stephen Dubner. Thanks, as always, for listening to Tell Me Something I Don't Know. We've got another season of 10 shows coming up starting September 17th. But to tide you over until then, we thought we'd share with you a little experiment we've been working on. It is a short studio version of Tell Me Something I Don't Know, where we hear and debate just one IDK instead of a parade of five or six. We'll be putting out these short episodes as bonus episodes this week and next, six episodes in total. You will hear from a Guinness record-holding actress, a U.S. senator from Indiana, a guy who's invented a better way to end basketball games, and on today's episode, you will learn about the unlikely origins of the mafia. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to Tell Me Something I Don't Know. I'm Stephen Dubner. Joining me today as co-host and fact-checker AJ Jacobs. Hello, AJ. Hello, Stephen. As you know, AJ, here's how it works. We will have a guest who will tell us some interesting fact or idea or story. You and I will hear them out. We will poke and prod a bit, perhaps, and then judge them on three simple criteria. Number one, did they tell us something we truly did not know? Number two, was it worth knowing? And number three, was it demonstrably true, AJ? Your role as fact checker is to find out the demonstrably trueness. Are you feeling up to that task today? I am feeling moderately up to the task. Therefore, let's welcome our guest, Helena Atley. Helena, are you there? I'm here. Hello, Stephen. Tell us where you're calling from and what you do there. Well, I'm calling from the border between England and Wales in Great Britain. And uh, what do you do? I'm a writer of nonfiction. So we'd love you to tell us today what you have to tell us. Well, growing lemons in Sicily in the middle of the 19th century can be held responsible for the origins of the mafia that we know today all over the world. I need more information, please. Tell us more. Well, the specific demands of growing lemons gave rise to the kinds of behaviour that we identify as mafia-type behaviour today. What are the specific demands of growing well, lemons? Well, lemons are very, very hard to grow. Um, mm-hmm. They come from the north of India, which is where you get heat and moisture simultaneously. When you want to grow them in a Mediterranean climate, where you get rain in the winter and heat in the summer you're going to need a big infrastructure. The image in my mind from what you've described thus far is there are these lemon farmers in, is it Sicily then? Yes. Yeah. Who are trying to grow lemons even though they probably shouldn't be grown there climate-wise and are so frustrated that they say, screw this lemon farming, we're going to learn how to extort people and um, steal and murder and that will be our new business instead of lemon farming. Is you've, that what you, you're talking about? You've got it all wrong, Stephen. You've got <laughs> it all wrong. All right, so tell us more. This is fascinating. In order to understand what I'm saying, you need to know about a very specific time and a very specific place. Let's say 1860 is the time that I'm talking about, and the place is an area called the Concadoro, the Golden Bowl, which was and still is actually an area of beautiful level ground between Palermo on the west coast of Sicily, the mountains and the sea. And at that time, everybody wanted to be a lemon farmer because it was the most lucrative form of agriculture in the whole of Europe. 
Why were lemons so lucrative? And was this a longstanding situation or was there some kind of price shock uh, or supply or demand shock that made lemons more valuable? It had been going on for a while. One thing was that in 1747, James Lind, who's a Scot, had discovered that lemons would prevent scurvy or treat Mm -hmm. scurvy. The Navy in Britain took ages and ages to believe him. But in 1803, they gave the contract to Sicily and Malta to provide lemon juice to their Navy all over the world. Oh, that's so interesting. What was it about lemon farming, whether that it was lucrative, etc., that led to what we think of the mafia then? So you've got very high income, but you've also got very high levels of investment because the people who started lemon growing were people whose families had owned land on the Concordoro since feudal times. But everybody wanted to be growing lemons. So people started coming in from the outside, from the interior of the island, from elsewhere. And they were complete newbies. They had to buy land and it was expensive. They needed to plant their trees. And then lemons demanded a great infrastructure around them because the land is close to the sea and lemons don't like wind. Lemons need an awful lot of water and water is a problem in Sicily. And so they needed to dig wells in order to get water. They needed to build barns to store the fruit and the machinery. They needed to build roads to take it anywhere from their land. So that all sounds labor and capital intensive, and I'm with you there, but it doesn't necessarily sound as though it would lead to a criminal enterprise. Well, we're talking about a time of regime change. Mm -hmm. 1860 is when Italy began to be unified in that sort of jigsaw puzzle of separate principalities and kingdoms and little states. And in 1860, all of those began to be amalgamated into the Kingdom of Italy. And so the Spanish, who'd been ruling Sicily for 300 years, were kicked out. And we know what regime change means. It means... More lemons. (laughs) It means people being disenfranchised. It means criminal activity. And therefore, is it the case then that the people who had gotten really good at lemon growing, the lemon industry um, proved a template for uh, a kind of behavior that could be broadened and the political environment encouraged it and boom, thus was born what we think of as the mafia? Well, the word mafia started to be used in the middle of the 19th century in Italy to describe a very particular pattern of behavior which is associated with growing lemons. Um, What would happen when you had built your walls, planted your lemons, is a very lovely avuncular figure would just wander up onto your land one day and say, hi, so (laughs) great to see you, you're new. And, you know, uh, we've been here for years and Uh. you know what? Don't bother with digging a well. We've got more water than we know what to do with. We'll provide your water. Stage one, you you sign this contract. So irrigation, that was the first offer you couldn't refuse. (laughs) And then, you know, it's great that you've got this wall around your your lemon garden. But when you go home at night, what's going to stop somebody climbing over? But funnily enough, I know this guy 
you know, who would be your night watchman. So then, ooh, it's creeping up on you. You've got the staff on your plot. Funnily enough, the same guys ran the haulage business and they ran the dockers, you know? Okay, all right. So you're telling us that the mafia's only been around since the mid-19th century? Yeah, the mafia's been around since the mid-19th century. So that I did not know. I just always assumed it was... I hate to say it, this is going to sound terribly anti-Italian, I guess, but organic somehow. That no, it was no. a way of doing business in all those little nation states that were always quarreling with each other. I, I see now, um, Monsieur Google has shown me an academic paper called Origins of the Sicilian Mafia, the Market for Lemons. Mm-hmm. Can you just state the best evidence that you have that lemon growing was the causal factor in the development of the mafia and not just kind of coincidental. Mm. There's there's a wonderful account of it of Sicily, sorry, in 1876. A fantastic, really vivid account of how when you went to the Concordoro at that time, the trees were beautifully pruned. You might think you're in the most beautiful place in the world, but if you start to read the local papers or you start to listen to what people are saying to each other in the bar, the scent of orange and lemon blossom will start to remind you of the smell of corpses. <laughs> because there were so many murders. Is the Sicilian mafia, such as it still exists, still involved in citrus farming? No, because um, the bottom fell out of citrus farming um, once citrus fruits started coming in, cheaper citrus fruits started coming in from abroad. Because the thing about Sicilian cultivation is that the land spaces are quite small. A lot of it is done on terraces on steep hillsides and you can't mechanise it. Um, And so they kept a kind of absolute iron hold, a monopoly of violence over citrus from the middle of the 19th century to the middle of the 20th century. And that's when um, the citrus groves were repurposed in a way that you might find interesting. Uh, Can I guess? Does it have something to do with something we sniff, snort, or inject? Mm. How clever. Poppies? Was it poppies? It was was poppies. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, because the mafia had by then become... But it's the States. It's Nixon... um, Blaming our beloved uh, (laughs) American political heroes, but go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> 1969, mm-hmm. Nixon's war on drugs. As a result of that, um, the Corsican-run heroin refineries in Marseille in France were all closed down. And so there was a gap. And who stepped in? The Sicilian Mafia. Helena, um, such an interesting story with so many fascinating points along the way. Before we let you go, AJ Jacobs, factually, have you had time to glean whether Helena is entirely on the up and up with us? (laughs) I think she can be trusted. Uh, That paper you mentioned definitely bears out her thesis. I found that lemons are not the only unusual business the mafia was involved with. They were bigoted to cheese in Wisconsin. And then, this one I didn't know, gay bars. In the 1960s, the mafia controlled the gay bars in New York City, including the Stonewall, where the gay revolution began. 
And it was because gay bars were semi-illegal and the mafia was willing to pay the protection. So in a sense, they were really helpful in the gay movement. On the other hand, I'm not going to say they're like, you know, heroes because they were extorting the gay customers, blackmailing them. To, oh, uh, great. Yeah, so... Other um, than that, it was an entirely noble <laughs> activity, however. Can, yeah. can I ask a question? Because mm. I had always heard... The British sailors were called limeys because mm. of a lime. So where's this? Uh, wow. What's this lemon lime situation? That, that comes from the fact that in 1860, somebody said to the British government, "You know, it's not very patriotic to get all our lemons from two Mediterranean islands when we've got colonies. Mm. Why don't you change and get limes from Bermuda?" And uh-huh. so they changed the contract. They got limes from Bermuda. In those days, people really thought lemons and limes were interchangeable. But in fact, the truth is that limes have only a tiny proportion of the vitamin C that you find in a lemon. So limes, so limes did not work no. for the British Navy? No. Can I just mention that all of this, um, my something that you didn't know, is in my book, The Land Where Lemons Grow. Lovely. So you come to know this uh, by honest, hard work. Buy her book or she will kneecap you. (laughs) I will kneecap you. (laughs) Helena Atley, thank you so much for joining us. It was fascinating. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Be well. AJ Jacobs, we just had Helena Atley telling us about the relationship between lemons and the mafia. I just love the idea that something innocent like lemons can just, it's like the slippery slope, lemons to heroin and (laughs) prostitution. That was wonderful and and a nice lesson on unintended consequences. Yeah, I found it a fascinating and fantastic story. I I feel unpersuaded entirely of the causal relationship. In other words, would the mafia have come to be even at that time without the lemon industry per se? I don't feel I have enough evidence to be uh, totally assured of that, but I don't really care because I feel like we learned something that we didn't know that's interesting, worthwhile, um, pretty true-ish, except for the causal part, and fascinating and will make me forever think uh, more citrusly about the mafia. There you go. And I also just did look up the origin of the word mafia, and it means swagger. It doesn't mean lemon grower. (laughs) Oh, that would be nice. All right. AJ, nice talking to you today. Great to talk to you. 